The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being. Hello folks and welcome to The Natural Way with Sandy. Today's podcast is entitled, What Do You the Public Want When It Comes to Healthcare? The reason that I'm doing this podcast around this subject is that I have a bee in my bonnet. It's an old-fashioned saying, isn't it? I have a bee in my bonnet about what it is that healthcare is all about because I get confused and more particularly, I get confused with natural medicine. What does natural medicine offer? the public because what can become confusing is do you really know what a naturopath is probably not um, if you're asked to define it our associations haven't even taken the time over nearly four decades to actually come up with a definition for a naturopath but we do know what a herbalist is very simple isn't it they use herbs as medicine but today is part one of a three-part series and the first part what do you the public want when it comes to healthcare? the second part is going to be about do we need herbal medicine and do we need herbalists that's going to be the one that will follow this one so hopefully you will listen folk medicine revival is my focus and that is why i write books on folk medicine in relation to foods as medicine and about energy using natural medicine or folk medicine principles. Also, Household Remedies is the book that came from lots of interviews that were conducted on radio and we would have callers phone in. A lot of that has natural medicine and folk medicine in it. So those three books are available on my website, www.sandyrogers.com.au Sandy with an I and Rogers, R-O-G-E-R-S. So, what do you, the public, want when it comes to healthcare? Well, first of all, with the rising popularity of my talks that have been focusing in on folk medicine revival, I'm constantly amazed how many people actually want to take responsibility for their well-being recovery. Now, you notice I use the word well-being recovery instead of health. Well-being recovery really, I think, encapsulates what people want. You see, the thing is, health is a bit of a furphy because we are in a dying, decaying body. Each and every second of the day, we're getting closer to the body bag coming out. Stark truth and a little bit of a shock for some I know, but it's true and we need to focus on reality. But well-being recovery is a little bit clearer because you may have a disease or illness but actually feel quite well. Some of my clients who, as an example, may have had cancer, it could be some time before they've passed away and they say to me, Sandy, I just feel so well. I've had the best quality in the last X amount of months or years. Yes, the disease is responsible for their demise. But that does not mean to say you cannot have a quality existence in the pathway of disease. So that's why I like to use well-being recovery. As I said with the popularity of the talks that focus on folk medicine revival, 
Where people will, they ask the question, what can I do to help myself? Well, the answer to that question, I'm so pleased to actually say, is literally heaps. Heaps can be done. And I also add, always work with your holistically trained healthcare provider. And I will use the word providers for quality, for for plural. The reason, there is more than one provider that the consumer needs to think about. So let me just run through that again. The answer to the question, what can I do to help myself, is heaps. And then I will always add, always work with your holistically trained healthcare providers. And these are a medical herbalist, a GP, and at times there may be a specialist. So all of these people working together, this is to ensure that you get the best treatment and good recovery. And that's good recovery for as long as your body can go for. Okay then, why so many practitioners? Cannot just one person do it? I'm asked. Well actually, no. The reason for this is due to focus. What is the practitioner focused on? Well, that depends on who we are talking about. So, let me explain a little further. Your GP, that word, is general practitioner, and that is what the name implies. There is a general focus on all the conditions. You will present with a condition, and that condition is to be managed. Sometimes, the doctor will need to diagnose what the condition is by asking questions, maybe taking pulse, taking blood pressure, maybe having some tests like a blood test. But the doctor will skillfully assess what is going on around what you're talking about. And as I've said, either palpating you or taking down information, um, maybe running a few little tests like a blood test or a blood sugar, um, maybe presenting for a full blood examination or going off and having an x-ray or a CAT scan or something like that, the doctor then comes up with the diagnosis and from that diagnosis that you now have from the doctor, he or she is assured that it's correct and then they will prescribe and maybe also include a specialist intervention. Often you will leave the uh, practitioner's rooms with a script to go to the pharmacy to get it filled. It may be for blood pressure lowering medication, cholesterol lowering medication, it could be for diabetes type 2, whatever, so you will have a script. A medical herbalist would have assessed what the diagnosis is and because remember that they are not diagnosticians, doctors are the diagnosticians and that is the way that it should be. So they can draw on all of their experience, their knowledge, their wonderful training and come up with the diagnosis. Normally when people come to me as a practitioner, they have the diagnosis now that is called primary health care. So primary is the first port of call. And I always encouraged my students when I was training naturopaths and herbalists 
to be able to always have the primary health care provider come up with the diagnosis, make sure all the tests that have been required are done. But I regard the medical herbalist, the folk medicine revival or the natural medicine practitioner as optional health care. So let me explain that. Too often we find the words alternative medicine or complementary medicine. That infuriates me because we are not an alternative. An alternative is either or. You either use that or you use this. Well, that is not right because we need primary health care to be there guiding Uh, drawing on their experience and knowledge or the test the billions of dollars worth of machinery that is available to determine what is going on what a wonderful era to be alive in with what all the tests that can be done on the body to determine what's happening we aren't complementary because complementary doesn't really define who we are complementary to whom so complementary to doctors well not really we are optional healthcare providers. We are creating options for the consumer. We're also creating some options for the doctor, for the medical professional, for the specialist and the surgeon to consider what we are able to provide. We may be able to provide a whole range of things that doctors don't have time for. And I'll explain shortly about one case where that really was driven home. So we are working in optional health care. Associations must debate a terminology that fits with who we are. I tried to do that for three decades, um, having been head of a very large naturopathic association, although I should call it a natural medicine association because of all the disciplines that they acknowledged. But... At the end of the day, we need to have a definition. Who are we? I would love to see the term optional healthcare provider be out there in the marketplace. And the medical herbalists who are trained at medical herbal level around the country really start driving home those words. So the consumer, and these are mostly the consumer listening to this podcast, can find you. The optional healthcare provider will take down a full medical history. They'll include lots of questions on lifestyle, diet and virtually every system of the body and its function. The initial consultation will usually take 60 minutes because the optional healthcare provider is dealing with a person and the complexity of the whole body. They're taking down all the information that they can find. When was the last time you were really sick? Uh, Covering every system of the body. How's that system working? How's that system working? Because at the end of the day, by coming up with answers to all of these questions, we get a person picture. And that is the field of optional healthcare, that person picture. It is to support the body during healing. So I consider these to be tandem consultations because you are working in tandem with a medical practitioner, a specialist. I call this one really should, that tandem consultations, I use that term because one really cannot survive without the other. Doctors do a remarkable job, but they are limited for time. 
They are restricted for time because of government rebates. It becomes a financial matter. And many of my friends who are doctors and specialists complain that they can't have enough time to actually do their job properly. So they do the best they can. We are not in that restricted model paid anything by government we get nothing back in fact it's only recent that they have taken health care provider status from us but I don't care about that frankly because if someone is only coming to me to get 18 or 20 dollars back from through their health funds well really I don't want to see them they're there because I am the optional health care provider and I will work in tandem in my consultations with the doctor and my prices are cheap enough that they are affordable so as I said doctors do a remarkable job and my respect for their work is absolutely enormous anyone who knows me it's always been that way But, you know, often something very simple added into or taken out of the diet may be the difference between a slow and gradual recovery or a rapid recovery, more particularly associated with chronic long-term disease illnesses. Many times uh, conditions can be presented and that they they don't recover. You're under medication. The gastrointestinal tract is a classic for this one. You'll take something like antacids because the doctor's prescribed that. But has the doctor taken down a full case history about all the foods you eat, working out what is acid and what's alkaline, working out what reactions do you have that you have to those foods? No, because the doctor hasn't got the time. You would not be able to afford to pay the doctor if they were going to charge privately for that amount of time. But your optional healthcare practitioner, your medical herbalist, would be able to take down all the information and start working on getting some supportive medication. Find out why is it that you've been on these antacids for years and every time you go off them the condition returns but whilst you're on them you have no presentation. I'll give you a classic example. A client of mine actually developed gastrointestinal dysfunction, abdominal bloating, acidic uh, reaction, a very acid taste in the mouth, white coating of the tongue. They had been to the doctor and had been on a very well-known antacid for just on 18 months. When I started dealing with the person, I sent them a sheet and asked them to fill in and that included all the food and all the water, all the liquids that had been consumed over a 14-day period before the consultation. They wrote everything down. Their body was a very acidic diet, very highly acidic diet. I asked them to simply include one grated apple with peel and the juice of half a lemon once a day, every day, for 30 days. Then, for the following 14 days, go off antacids and continue with the apple and lemon grated into the body on a daily basis. And I would see them at the end of that time frame. They remarkably reported, they said it was a miracle, that they had no gastric reflux. They were very comfortable. They had no abdominal bloating. Their question, why wasn't I told about this earlier? Well, folks, this is standard folk medicine. This is just basic bread and butter folk medicine. So, folk medicine revival is what I am wanting to get out there 
so as never to lose it. I don't want it to be lost in this modern era of the 21st century. Folk medicine blended with medical herbalism is actually an extraordinary duo offering so much healing to every part of the body. That old-fashioned food as medicine blended with folk medicine and incorporating the wonders of medical herbalism is an extraordinary blend that works fantastically in clinical practice. As a practitioner, I have never advertised my clinic because I've always had enough people to attend my practice and being booked out for 12 months in advance is an honour and a privilege that people want to work with me as their practitioner. The combination of working with the trilogy of folk medicine, medical herbalism and food as medicine is a trilogy made in heaven. And realistically, I'm going to be writing a book on folk medicine revival and putting in the top 100 tips that I've collected over over three and a half decades of being in clinic. Within the consultation, my experience is that so many people rejoice in the different approach and at times are actually just shocked at how effective they are. They come back and say, Sandy, I cannot believe how I feel. And it's all so simple. I might blend, as a medical herbalist, blend something in my dispensary and then bring in food as medicine and look at folk medicine and start incorporating those principles. And this is for every condition that presents in clinical practice because as a natural medicine practitioner using folk medicine revival principles and medical herbalism, I have over 40,000 years of clinical knowledge out there. The empirical data that exists, 40,000 years, confirms this stuff works. So I don't want anyone out there really struggling, taking lots and lots of medication and not getting better. Start looking out for people who will incorporate food as medicine, medical herbalism, and the concepts of folk medicine revival. The food as medicine, the folk medicine, the herbal medicine coming together is extraordinary. But one person said to me once, does it always work, Sandy? Is it 100%? No. The answer? Because not everyone heals. Sometimes your condition may be that condition that's going to knock you off the perch. We are all going to die. But the question is, can I enjoy a quality existence with my disease or illness? The answer is invariably yes, by constantly focusing in what your body needs as support. So when seeking options, seek medical herbalists and practitioners who work with doctors and specialists and who also apply medicines, the folk medicine revival principles, and in that way what you are actually assured of is that you are being focused on as the person. So all of you, the whole person, is the focus of the practitioner. 
not the disease or illness that you've presented with, say blood pressure. That's not the focus of the, the option practitioner. That is not the person who works in optional healthcare. The focus is not the disease or illness. The focus is the person and the quality of their existence during the process. Get them comfortable. Get them enjoying life. Get them feeling better. The condition may still be there, but can they feel better? That's the point. So, folks, really, I'm pleased that um, we've done this one because it is something that is rearing its head all the time and I want to get this out on my podcast. I want the discussion to take place. Please send this out to your family, your friends. Send it out to everyone who you think may be interested in. If they're interested in their own health, and their well-being recovery, they would be interested in talking about this, understanding it, getting their head around it, and actually getting to be able to answer the question, what do you think the public wants when it comes to healthcare? What do you think about folk medicine revival? What do you think about well-being recovery versus healthcare? What do you think about the combination of working together as the general practitioner, the specialist and the medical herbalist who uses folk medicine revival principles and foods as medicine? Is this the person that you want to see? If it is, go out there and start telling practitioners that's what you want. Because at the end of the day, our modern training is not incorporating these principles. And we really do need to make sure that we can When we had the renaissance of herbal medicine in this country 40 years ago, I want a renaissance working where the collection of medical herbalism and folk medicine and food as medicine is revived and stimulated and becomes mainstream. Not being a doctor, not trying to be a doctor, but proud of who I am as a natural medicine practitioner specialising in herbal medicine That's medical herbalism, food as medicine and folk medicine revival. Until next time, folks, please find happiness in every moment. You know the drill, let everyone know about it. Please get our podcast links out there so people can start linking up. We've got a lot happening there now. I think we've got 14 or 15 that's already there. So folk can go out there and listen to the old ones as well. But please stay in touch and give me your feedback. Get onto Facebook as well, the Dr. Sandy Rogers Facebook, and let everyone know how you're enjoying the podcast. Please take care. And once again, thank you so much for joining me with this podcast. What do you, the public, want when it comes to healthcare? The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being.